The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the sponsor, Climatech of Professional Air. Talk. I am your host, Jake Walker, here this morning with Travis Thompson from Climatech of Professional Air. Check them out, uh, climatechproair.com or on Facebook slash climatechproair. Travis Thompson, thank you for being here this morning. How are you doing? Thank you. Doing great. How are you today? I'm doing great. One thing that I really think about a lot, and I see it in the news a lot, especially when I see products for sale, everybody's really concerned about indoor air quality and how that's affecting their health, right? Yes, sir. Very much. Um, That's something that, you know, I'm like you. I see more and more trending towards the indoor air quality and there's a lot of misunderstanding about indoor air quality and and what things do and how they work and there's so many different factors involved in indoor air quality um and i see a lot of the devices especially the the, i guess people have kind of jumped on board trying to get their little piece of the pie with little small devices that sit in a room or something like that and i see customers with them and and it's not that that device doesn't work um, the device does do what they say it's going to do, but it does it in that one little area of the room. And really by the time it gets the air, the air in your house is constantly moving room to room. And by the time it does that one little space, that air has already been refreshed with new air that hasn't been treated. And if the device is not made for a size large enough for your entire house, it's really not doing a whole lot of anything. Um, so, you know, that's where we kind of try to look at things from a whole house perspective, um, and the one thing I believe that gets overlooked more than anything else with, with indoor air quality is oxygen. And that kind of sounds crazy to even say, but, you know, our houses are getting built tighter and tighter. And you get inside and you start breathing. Well, you start using up that oxygen. And just like anything else, you have to replenish it. Other things in your house, if you don't have a lot of plants growing and stuff, which a lot of people don't have indoor plants, you don't have anything to really replenish oxygen. So we have to have outside air. Um, you know, used to when houses were built a little looser, it wasn't really a big deal because we had enough air coming in out of the house on its own. It, it wasn't a concern. Now it actually is getting to the point where you can see those levels get dangerous enough to cause headaches and things like that. So, you know, there's a lot of times I think people may even suffer from things they don't realize what it is. Um, but if you've got a really well-built home, Or let's say you've got an older house and you've completely renovated it, which we see that a lot, you know, new windows, new doors, all this stuff. Well, all that tightens it, tightens it, tightens it. Um, You know, you're putting new treatments on the walls. That may sound petty, but if that wall used to be a tongue and groove wall with actual air gaps and it's now sealed with a plaster, sheetrock, whatever, we now have an air barrier. And everywhere we put an air barrier, we're keeping oxygen out. So it sounds great because we are keeping the elements out and we do want to do that because we want to control them in the house. But when we get to that point where we've done a good enough job keeping things out, we have to bring in the things we need. So bringing in oxygen is one of the biggest things that I, I, it doesn't really get addressed because it takes something in your mechanical system to do that and do it right. 
Um, there are many different ways to do it. Um, you know, we can bring it in and just let it filter through the HVAC system you already have, fairly inexpensive. We can bring it in and dehumidify it and filter it and then add it to the HVAC system. We can bring it in through what's called an ERV, where it's kind of semi-treated before it gets into the house. So there's a lot of different ways to deal with oxygen and bring it into the house. Um, but the other thing that that does is if you think of, of oxygen as a dilutant, um, you know, if you had a chemical in your house, let's say you had a chemical in a bucket and nothing else was in that bucket, that chemical is very strong. Well, if you fill that bucket up with water, it's diluted. It, it doesn't have near the effect that it did. Same thing with toxins and things in your house. You know, everything we buy, the, the smells you get from furniture, carpet, everything you buy that has a smell to it, that's a VOC. That's actually a compound in your home that it's got a lot of different components in it. Some of them can be toxic. Some of them can have formaldehyde. I mean, there's all kinds of things that could be in there. Mm. The more oxygen we bring in, the more we dilute all that down. Um, we started noticing that when houses started doing foam insulation. We started seeing some things happen to indoor air coils and things started to corrode. And mm. really what was happening was all the toxins in the house had nowhere to go. They were settling on the coils and they were just basically contaminating that coil so badly it would eat it up. So came along, they added fresh air, which fixed that problem. Uh, some of the houses, though, that are renovated may have gone in and foamed them and not had the fresh air because if it wasn't done under new construction, there was no code watching for that fresh air to be brought in. So fresh mm. air is a big, big concern. Um, outside of oxygen, the one thing people probably notice the most are particulates, you know, just dust, things in the air that float around. Um, dust is something else that can be treated multiple ways. Uh, number one, obviously, is a filter. Um Filters are a big, big topic because people like to get the high-grade filter to stop more dirt. Well, higher-grade filters stop more dirt, but they also stop more air. So if we're going to put better filtration in a system, we have to make that filter, in many cases, almost double the size of what it was with just a cheap filter in it. So hmm. that's something you got to kind of be cautious of. Um, the other way we treat it is with electronic filtration. Uh, that is actually a positive negative, you know, you're, you're bringing the particles in even particles that so small, we can't see them. We're giving them a positive charge, running them through a plate, and then we're attracting them to a negatively charged cell up above it so that we're able to stop contaminants much finer than any filter could stop. Wow. Um, so that's another way we deal with particulates and then things like the Remy halo, they have bipolar ionization, which causes really small particles in the air we might not see to actually attract to each other to create a bigger clump or a bigger particulate. Then that particulate's big enough, it'll actually fall to the ground. We can either sweep it up, catch it in a filter, things like that. Yeah. So Anything better than breathing it in, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Just to stop it so that we can handle it and deal with it. Yeah. You're listening um, to News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable here on the Pensacola Expert Panel Pep Talk. I'm sitting here talking about uh, indoor air quality and your health and how it all is related. Uh, I have Travis Thompson from Climate Tech of Professional Air. Uh, thank you for being here this morning. Uh, yes, yeah, air quality is definitely something that I think about all the time because we just got a new couch uh, the other day and it was delivered to our house and as soon as I opened it up and got it into the living room I noticed that smell. smells great yeah, I mean most people love great. that smell yeah. and it is it, that new smell of carpet new smell of like a new car mm -hmm. and that's why new cars smell so strongly all those VOCs in that tight little area and cars are sealed up super tight though right. they have nowhere to go 
and we love that smell, but at the same time, that's not really a good thing for us to just breathe continuously. Right. And, you know, even if your house is not new, you're always bringing new things in. All those things have to be dealt with and, and even cleaners and chemicals that we use to clean the house. Well, I was going to ask you about that. This is not really in our notes for the show today, but I just wanted to ask you about, you know, popular, you see the commercials on TV and they're just spraying this mist into the air and they're just, the first thing they do is just take a huge, big, deep breath of it because <laughs> it smells so good, right? Is I've always thought there's, there's, that can't be healthy. That yeah, can't be right. I'm, I am not educated enough on those products to sit here and tell you right. what's in them and, and what, but I'm like you. I don't want to breathe something in that comes out of a can. I just right. doesn't doesn't seem right. But I guarantee you there are chemicals and things in those mm-hmm. that we really don't want to breathe. I mean, ideally we want to breathe the air that's outside far away from chemical plants or anything else. Just clean. It has a small amount of ozone, it has plenty of oxygen. You know, that's the air we want in our house and that's the air that will leave us the most healthy. Um, so that's why we deal with these in different ways. And, and even the UV treatments that we have now have progressed a little bit. We've got UV treatments that use ozone. We've got UV treatments that use no ozone because ozone is something that's kind of a, a touchy subject. Um, ozone in a small amount is great. Too much ozone is bad and too much ozone can really irritate people with respiratory problems. So Mm. ozone is one of those things you have to be really careful and we've got options with and without, um, but that's a way with the ozone, we, we treat things as well. That does clean the air, but we have to manage it. Um, but we also have the UV, which treats mold spores and bacteria because that can actually kill mold spores and things like that. And that's the ultraviolet light, right? That's right. Yeah. And we, we do have a lot of that here in our climate. We've got mold spores everywhere. Mm. They're in every mm. breath we take. And that's something that I don't think a lot of people really understand. They're, they're, they're everywhere. But the problem we have with them in an HVAC industry is we provide, by what we do, a great environment to grow them. I mean, it's perfect because it's dark inside of your AC system. There's no light. Mm -hmm. Inside of your AC system, it's nice and cool. And inside of your AC system, there's moisture. Mm. So those three things, they love it. And they do. Uh, Matter of fact, we posted a video on our Facebook page. You can go find it. that was actually a coil in my house that I posted a video on that is 10 years old and I posted it and I really need to post a side by side with one that's 10 years old that doesn't have this air treatment. But when you look inside of an AC system that's 10 years old, you generally have quite a bit of mold growth. The coils are dark in color. Sometimes the the mold has even grown to the point it's got little BB looking size balls all over the coil Mm. or the walls of the cabinet. And all that is, is a mold spore that gets through the filtration system, which the best filters you can buy aren't going to stop a mold spore. And that mold spore gets in there with that environment and it just starts to grow and it grows until you can actually clog AC coils with it. We're breathing a a large amount of it. Mm. You know, our AC kicks on and you get that moldy, musty smell. That's Mm -hmm. what's happened. All that air is in there with that mold. We just blew it out of the vents. So those are things that we like to to look into and concentrate on stopping. Mm. And if we can stop, the mold from getting in the unit, then we don't have to worry about it growing. Um, and that's that's kind of where the indoor air quality really has a whole nother level to it um, mm-hmm. because keeping a mold spore out is very difficult. You have to have more than just a standard filter for that. Mm. And if you're worried about your indoor air quality and your health, 
Call Climatech of Professional Air today, 857-4700. Check them out on Facebook, Climatech Pro Air, or um, online, climatechproair.com. Talking with Travis Thompson this morning. Very interesting things, some stuff that, you know, like you said, we just don't think about that when we're breathing every day, every breath, we're breathing in things that could potentially be harmful. Right, right. Um, so uh, call call Climatech today, 850-857-4700. Uh, what are some other ways we can improve our HVA systems in our house, uh, especially when the weather starts changing, going from hot to cold, cold to hot? Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, hot to cold, hot, that's one thing that we do is see a little bit of that dirty sock syndrome I think we talked about mm, last time. Yeah. Uh, we I've talked to a couple people here in the last week that had it. Because we're in that weather where you may kick your AC on right now, well, if you do and you smell that, it's just a moldy, musty smell like you left a wet dish rag in the sink. Mm. That's the smell. If you smell that, it'll it'll come and then it'll kind of fade away. That's what that is. It can be treated. It's on the coil in the HVAC system. Um, so that's something we can treat. Um, one thing that's kind of a – you can do it yourself if you want to is a lot of times I'll get customers complaining that they've got dirty duct. So I go out and look, and right outside of the grills on the ceiling, there's a, whether it be dust coming out of the corner of the grill or dust on the face of the grill. And most of the time when we take that grill down, there's a couple of screws that pull it off the ceiling. There's really no dirt up in the duct. The duct is really clean up above. The dirt is coming from the gap between the sheetrock ceiling and the boot, which is what we call the penetration coming through. Mm -hmm. And you can take those grills down, wash them in your sink, Seal that crack up with a good caulk of any kind. Uh, we've got air mastic is what we use. It's made for duct systems. And let that dry, put the grill back up, and nine times out of ten, that stops that dirt from coming out because that dirt is actually being pulled out of your attic is what that is. Mm. That's attic air that's coming into the house, which you could imagine would also help your efficiency because the attic air is going to be hot or cold. Right. So that is something that you could do as a homeowner because it's pretty labor intensive to do that, you know, for us to come out and do that, it's labor intensive. And I get it. If that's something you wanted to do yourself, you could do a couple grills at a time, mm -hmm. do your house in a week and, and be a whole lot better with your overall air quality and keep your ceilings clean. Well, my dad is a drywall contractor, has been for decades. And uh, his thing when he would do the, you know, the first initial drywall you know, there were rough cuts. Mm -hmm. There were cutouts for these uh, vents and things to happen. And a lot of the times, especially depending on the crew, that gap could be two to three inches. Yeah, it can you be know, big. It can be huge. So, yeah, a lot of air, a lot of dust, a lot of things can get in through that gap. That's so. true. And we find that typically the, the ones in the house that are really dirty, when you pull them down, you'll see why. Mm -hmm. You know, that gap's just a lot bigger than it is on the others. And it's a very easy fix to do. Uh, doesn't take any any real skill involved. There's some time to get up there and take it down, seal it up, and get it back. And that that gives you better air quality right off the bat. Then we got less dust to fight that's coming in the house. We all think about our indoor air quality and our health, but I, like most people, think about my finances a lot and my energy bill. Um, you know, as temperatures change and seasons change, I, I keep an eye on that electric bill and and uh, try to keep those costs down as much as I can. What are some things that I can do to make sure that my HVAC system is not costing me more money than it should? Um, well, one thing would be the age. Uh, and I, I say that first off the bat because we just looked at one that the ladies' AC's running, it's working, it's heating. It is a straight cool AC with electric heat, which is the most unenergy efficient thing you could have. Mm. And the indoor unit was put in in 1984. Wow. Now, the amount of money that system has cost that person to run from 1984 to now 
they could have a brand new one and they would have spent less money than they would on their energy bills, mm. especially in the winter. I mean, you electric heat around here, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, it's so expensive to run when we do get enough cold weather that you could run heating for, well, now we, you know, who knows, could be several days or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but even still in 1984 in the air conditioning side of things, the energy bills on that place have got to be astronomical. Mm -hmm. And people don't realize an energy bill because it creeps up on them. You know, it just creeps and creeps and creeps. And before long, you're okay with $300 a month and don't even realize it. And you just blame the utility company. Well, right. it may be something you can control. And we have seen over and over and over again, easily $100 a month on, mm -hmm. on a system upgrade. And that's not even going to the nicest efficiency systems we have. So what we've done is we've, we've even added more options than we used to have were financing options. And the reason they make sense to me now, I didn't think they made sense, honestly, when people first started talking about financing ACs. But now if I can save you enough money on your power bill to offset the payment you're going to make on that new AC system, or even if it's really close, I can put an AC system in your house. It doesn't cost you much of anything, and you get the benefits of all the creature comforts we're talking about mm. with the the quieter operation and everything else. So it just makes sense that if you need to do it, as opposed to putting it off, you go ahead and look at doing it with the financing options. And depending on when you do it during the year, there's finance rate rebates are available, finance options that they they provide zero percent on some systems. You know that kind of changes depending on the year, but um, there's plenty of options available. And, you know, depending on how long you want to be in the home, we've got financing for 12 months all the way up to 10 year options. Mm. So it's uh, it's depending on what you want to do. And if it makes sense to do that and go ahead and get the nicer high efficiency systems, then you can really take a chunk out of that power bill. And I have seen that situation where the power bill actually reduces more than the payment on the system did. Wow. Yeah, not too many investments you make in life actually have that kind of return. That's a pretty good like one. That. Mm. It is. Yeah. So that's one thing we see a lot of, and that's that's typically coming from our variable speed products. Uh, the variable speed product to me just makes it makes perfect sense when you look at what it does and how it does it. And I've related it on this show many times to an automobile. You know, if you had an automobile with a an on and off switch that literally had the accelerator glued to the floor. <laughs> That is exactly what your standard air conditioning system is. Oh, okay. That air conditioning system is designed for the worst, hottest part of the worst day of the year. That's what it's designed to run at. And we run that same energy, that same power, no matter if it's 60 outside or 90 outside or whatever it is, even if we're just wanting to take the humidity out, we have to bang on that full speed. So your car with an accelerator glued to the floor, turning it on and off to go red light to red light, that's what we have. Mm. A variable speed product is a car with an accelerator. I mean, wow. it's that easy. You, you, it gives you what you need when you need it. And when you're running down the interstate, even on the warm days, it slowly comes up to speed. It runs as hard as it needs to, nothing harder, and it maintains. And by doing that, it saves a bunch of energy, mm. um, as well as because it runs longer periods of time, our humidity stays a lot lower. And lower humidity is just more comfortable at any temperature. So, you know, if you're a person, I know our, we used to sleep at, you know, 70, 71 degrees in my house because I'm hot natured. Mm. But with that humidity down almost 10 full percent, 
I'm fine at 74, 75. I feel just the same way I did at 71. So wow. you don't get hot, cold at night where you're kicking off the covers, then you're covering up because you're cold. That's right. the AC kicking on and off. Mm -hmm. If you look at a graph of your AC, your temperature swings up and down a couple degrees, but your humidity could swing up and down quite a bit. And that's what you're actually feeling when you're laying there in bed, getting that sticky, warm, nah, I can't sleep. Clammy, yeah. That's humidity mm -hmm. doing that. And then the AC comes on, the humidity takes a nosedive, and you get cool. <laughs> and that's another way that it can affect your health, not having great indoor air quality is, you know, you don't sleep as well. It can. I know I sleep a lot better when I'm cooler, that's for sure. Yes, definitely. I don't know what the science is on that, whether you're supposed to sleep in a cold room or a hot room, but just something about a cool... I have know. heard science say that it is definitely on the cool. The cool, you sleep better. Um, now, I'm sure some people probably argue that, that freeze to death, but right. but I have seen reports saying just that, scientific studies, that, that sleeping cooler is healthier mm. for you. And you can always put on more covers, but if it's That's too hot, correct. once you get down to a certain point, you can't go any further. Right. We're talking with Travis Thompson this morning of Climatech of Professional Air, facebook.com slash climatechproair, or check them out online, climatechproair.com. Give them a call anytime, 850-857-4700, and they will diagnose what is happening with your HVAC system that could be causing you health issues, could be causing you discomfort at night where you can't sleep. It could be causing a whole lot of things in your house that you do not want. So give them a call today and let them come out and give you a diagnosis. Yeah, we've also got a lot of people will want to know about their filtration. You know, they want to upgrade their filter. I don't mind at all talking to anybody about that over the phone. It won't cost you a dime because I do see quite a bit people go buy, especially people that move to this area. They'll go buy a really high-grade, high-quality filter from Lowe's or Home Depot, throw it in there, and they've really just killed their AC system. I mean, mm. it, it's it's crazy how much air that filter can stop. Wow. So if you if you want to do better filtration, there are ways to do it, but don't just slam a better filter in the same hole because remember, if you're stopping more dirt, you're stopping more air. So if we're going to stop more air with that filter, we have to give it more open area to pull the air from. And again, you can do it. You just need to look at what filter you want to run and what space you have available because sometimes space is a problem. You know, mm. getting a bigger filter in there is not always really easy. And I think I'm guilty of that going to the store and you see the $25, $30 filter and it's thick and you think, oh, well, this is going to stop allergens. This is going to help. Right. So you grab that and you bring it home, but that's not always the case. That's not always good. That's right. I tell yeah. people all the time, jokingly, that uh, the best filter in the world is a piece of cardboard. Really? <laughs> it is. Wow. It doesn't let any air through, but it doesn't let dirt through either. <laughs> well, that's true. There you go. Never so thought about if that. If you're just thinking about it from a dirt standpoint, cardboard's great, but... Yeah, we have to have air flow through that, and that's where we get into trouble. I've definitely bought the more expensive filter, but that's not always the best thing to do, so I will definitely uh, cardboard. That's, that's crazy. I never thought about that. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, WNRP Golf Free's Milton, Pensacola.